1: connor has got it there because, you know, he didn't get to have a go at his joint captains, his best chance of left in silverware.
2: <laughs>
1: With one hand. I'll
2: leave that for next week. We'll leave that for next week. <laughs> <laughs> Usually by this time of the year, we'd be in the tail end of the National League, counties would be looking over their shoulder, looking for promotion or trying to avoid relegation, while managers were quietly getting ready for the Championship, culling panel numbers and having hard conversations ahead of the big one. But not this year. Another league lost to the pandemic, and while we understand it's necessary, it still sticks in the throat nonetheless. Hello and welcome to the GAA Show with your host, Pierce Corcoran. As always, it's great to have you here. This week, this week, I'm joined by podcast regular journalist Connor Coyle, and also by the Southcast host, one Connor Donnelly. Welcome, gents. Hey, Pierce. Hey, Pierce. Good to get chatting again. Yeah, yeah. So while it's been quiet on the football and hurling field, it's been a little bit busier off with Congress sitting virtually last weekend to swear in new president Larry McCarthy. Lads, while we were chatting pretty earlier on today about what we were going to speak about on the show today, it got me thinking about the new GAA president and even about the legacy of the last one, John Horan, like, and the whole voluntary volunteerism around us. As grassroots members, are we engaged enough with that process with what they do as presidents? Because ultimately they're steering a ship that has a huge effect on the fabric of the country so should we be taking a little bit more interest in in larry mccarthy and and holding him to account early on
0: (laughs) it's a tough one to to start off the year with anyway pierce um yeah i mean listen i I would probably have a, a bit of an issue just with the way you know, GAA kind of politics and, and Congress, you know, is set up anyway. I mean, I think you know, if you're looking at the you know the, the people participating in in, um, in in Congress at the weekend, and you know, I, I just think as a as a as a club player, I don't you know, obviously the the CPA you know have a voice and, and they're now disbanded. Um, but I, I just you know, I, I just think kind of county board officials, you know, they're you know, they've been around the block, obviously, for the most part. You know, the vast majority of them. But I, I don't know if, if in general, not even just for the presidency, but but how well kind of you know grassroots club players are being represented at, at at these kind of congress meetings. Um, I mean, yeah, in terms of of the president himself, I mean, I'm not sure. It's obviously, you know, there's there's obviously going to be a. a a disconnect of some sort, you know, between the top level, the, you know, the top brass versus your average kind of club player and member. Um, I think, I, th- I think John Horne, for example, over the last couple of years, built up a, a pretty decent profile for himself. And um, you know, I think a lot of people, he probably was was more high profile um, than potentially a few previous, you know, GA presidents had been in the past. Um, you know, whether you think that his reign was. Um, was particularly um, successful or not? I suppose it depends who you ask, but um, I think I think even just in terms of appointing uh, someone or electing someone that. Uh, comes from overseas, I suppose, is is a good step and a good PR win, at least for, for the GA and, and, and you know, they want to they want to eventually kinda try and promote the GA overseas and, and make it into a world game or uh, you know, a sport that everyone on the planet is aware of. So I think that's you know it's definitely a step in the right direction on, on, on that front. But um I d I, I don't really I don't personally think myself that your average club player member Knows or really cares an awful lot to who runs the the association. Sadly,
1: I think as well with um, uh, just you mentioned about John Horn and kind of his legacy and that, and obviously well he's had you know this whole <laughs> this whole pandemic and that to deal with in the in it as well. And funny enough, he in his um, you know his kind of address, you know, and his you know obviously brought up about like the Talton Cup again and that too, and and I think that was probably something he probably i know pierce you asked originally about um larry mccarthy and coming in and i'll come on to that but you know even if you're looking at john horn like you know a legacy there was he probably wanted to now you know you could go back and see what every ga president says in their first address for example you could look at what larry mccarthy said in his and see you know d- did they kind of deliver what they promised and that there as well um do you mentioned as well, Connor, about you know, John Horn probably having you know a higher profile. Like do, do you think Pierce like you're from Dublin? Do you think him um, being from Dublin, like does that lead to getting a higher profile? Like if I said to you name the the GA president two terms ago yeah, <laughs> could you no. do, do you know no like do you know what I mean? Could you
2: do it? Yeah. And I think it's interesting you say that though, considering like look, we should caveat this with all of these guys volunteers, they do their best. It's not about tearing photos yeah. down or anything like that at all. Just before we get any tweets or any emails about it, you That's just want
1: to you just want to completely restructure the GAA's management. That's all. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But no, but interesting. When you mention John Horan, I suppose like being from Dublin and the conversation around Dublin football over the last six years, there would have been kind of maybe whispers or conversations about John Horne's, um, could he really make a good judgment about the whole funding issue, for instance, because he's ultimately from Dublin. He's gone, I'm sure he was a Dublin fan all his life, being involved with Dublin clubs. Does he really have a good understanding of the plight of, you know, the Leitrim footballer or, you know, the junior footballer from up in Toronto or whatever? And that's kind of what I was alluding to earlier, because it's interesting what you mentioned there, Connor, like about you don't think the average club player really cares. And it's not just respect to the position, but ultimately as, as well, while we're in the middle of a pandemic and while like, you know, while we have this podcast and we talk about issues that come up each week, and there is plenty of issues. But yet when it comes to the big one, it almost goes by with a bit, with a you know, a postcard, nobody really knows, nobody really cares. And that seems like a bit of a pity though, doesn't it? I, I don't know.
0: I mean, I mean, I I think personally, like, you know, club players are on, on average members are probably going to be more worried about, you know, who the, who the county chairperson is, for example, because that's going to be the stuff that, you know, that's going to have a bigger impact on what they're, you know, what they're, you know, uh, you know, annual schedule or fixtures is going to look like as opposed to you know from the top down um, so and, and I mean I think I think the GA, do, you know for all its flaws does a pretty decent job of, of um, you know separating out and, and having plenty of people involved in in the decision process like it's not as if um, you know Larry McCarthy will be able to um, go and take you know do a Donald Trump on it and sign an executive order in the morning that um, you know that that you know that rips the whole structures down you know there, there are things there are structures in place for you know, decisions to be made that said you know there were there were a couple of motions I think at the weekend that um, that were passed really without without debate which we, I don't know if we'll get into that at another stage or not but um, you know for the most part it, it doesn't work like that you know there's plenty of committees set up and and there's plenty of input and for the most part you know a lot of county boards get get plenty of autonomy in deciding how their championships are run and how their leagues are run you know what their schedules look like and things like that so um you know as sayfran follows it's 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 not it's not as if he can go and um you know make these unilateral decisions that's probably why it's maybe not as um, high profile a position
1: as 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 well it could be. Yeah, it's the influence, though, I suppose, is the big thing, isn't it? Like, you know, it's like the influence, for example, the Talton Cup would probably have not... You know, like, you look at any previous ones where they've tried to bring in a kind of, you know, second-tier competition, like, okay, the Talton Cup still hasn't got played yet, but it was due to come in, you know, and with everything else kind of going on. So that's something, like, a president can influence to get changed on certain things like that. But I think... um. I think in terms of like you're saying using the example of the executive orders or even just making a kind of decision there it doesn't seem to that it seems like like, like you look at maybe like a president like like the sean kelly examples always used because of you know bringing in the intermediate and club ball ireland's and that there like was obviously a very positive step now that's like a legacy you look at clubs now since then you know when they impact now that's you know, there's probably club players who, who are more familiar with that because that was a real club issue. Now, look, actually, this kind of change, and, Pierce, you're probably going to come on to the schedule thing and all know how that's going to work. Like, that's something that, that, like, that's a significant change. we went from, in the last few years, we've went from you can't give up September uh, for the All-Ireland Finals, you know, to we're now going to have them in July. You know, like, we've, you know, and... You know, like everything's okay do you know what I mean no, nothing's nothing bad's happened by it's doing that colony. Okay. yeah we've, okay we've not we've not reached July yet to see but like you know like we've went we've went from that to um you know we went from we can't give up September because of the unique time of year and look I get that tradition's a big part of the GA and all that there but at the same time you know traditions need to change too so I do think that in terms of if you're looking at John Horn's reign, things have kind of changed. Look, there's been a lot of rule changes too, <laughs> um, of different things they've tried out and all as well. But um, I just think that you've got Laurie McCarthy coming in, and you know, he is going to have a difficult. Entrance purely because he is coming in in the middle of a pandemic, you know, and a lot of things have had to be taken out of the you know, decided, you know, ahead of the season. Like he found it very hard to say going into next year's Congress to change, but look, we'll see what happens with it. Um, I think it's very interesting that it's you know that you've someone from New York GA. I think he's over thirty years over in New York. If I'm if I'm right, and you know, like it will definitely bring a very different um. Take on things and like obviously the you know he'll he'll have seen kind of the Irish in in America and what the effect the GA really has there and I even think to like Connor you've experienced as well of playing GA in Spain you know playing Gaelic for Barcelona too and and like I know my brother lives in Belgium he plays hurling out in Belgium like and you know you look at the kind of effect that it has like and I think it might be nice because you may end up bringing a bit of a global global community to it or something I don't know he it, will bring a different take on it you know it's it's very different to you know someone from Dublin or you know someone from Monaghan before that, you know that there too so
2: absolutely and it's one thing that I'm I suppose from my point of view and I'm looking forward to seeing the impact you can have in that regard because I think you know for all its flaws the at the top level the GA is, is taking over quite nicely in terms of how top teams are developing and and the competitiveness once once we get into the business end, but it's probably now time for the GA and it's kind of it's it's time it just as much as kind of helping the club player, it's helping the county the counties who aren't as developed or aren't as doing as well, and hopefully now with his experience over in New York, we can kind of change the narrative around that and help help develop it a little bit more on Congress one of the motions um that was talked about and you touched on it there Connor, about the split season there was a motion, motion 12 which states that the ga season will be split between inter-county and club by stipulating that the all-ireland senior finals should be played on or before the 29th sunday of the year the motion also empowers central council to make other arrangements for the format in exceptional circumstances i i would presume Exceptional circumstances equals COVID 19 pandemic. Um, insofar because, as according to the 42.e, anyway, it's not possible to play an Iron Final on the 29th Sunday of the year in 2021. So, what, with that in mind, and with all the hoo ha over the scheduling and the government lifting the elite status off the GAA and so on and so forth, what are we expecting? What, what, what's a successful season at this point for the average GAA fan?
1: I think, like, even looking at um, kind of what's happening there, like, I think split season's a no-brainer. Like, um, I think, okay, I, I'm kind of talking about it more general terms of the split season, which will probably come into 2022 re- realistically is when yeah. that kind of comes in. I think that's a no-brainer. I think anyone I spoke to who is, you know, who plays county and – Look, you can imagine it as well, right? So say in a, a non-COVID year where there's a split season and there's the club players, club players will be able to go and watch intercounty games. Like, there's plenty of times in the past where I know myself where, you know, there would be an inter game on game on, but the club, you know, we're training, like say on the Sunday, you know, when the game's going to be on that day. And like, you know, when that's kind of like, which I get, obviously, you know, you kind of have to make use of the time, but this kind of, has, kind of creates, and it, it might create less... You know, people would talk about the kind of uh, the club players and the inter kind of divide there. Like, you know, this will give an opportunity. Go watch the games again, you know, whenever we are allowed to do that. So I think the split season is an absolute no-brainer. Any intercounty player I spoke to in the Southcast said the same. Like, they all agreed that it was just definitely the way to go, and it helps give them a focus, especially – I know club was first last year, but, you know, it definitely is something that um, makes sense there. I think in terms of a successful season in 2021 um, – I think they still at this stage are ahead in terms of they could play the league and championship. I mean ahead in terms of last year where they were trying to fit in they still have more time left to finish it off. They haven't quite reached that line yet. So look they seem pretty married to having the league played. It's like you'd think at this point like you know going into kind of I've always been a fan of doing a kind of round robin championship you know kind of thing for say football championship and i know there's the round robin and the hurling anyway for the but they've obviously had straight knockout there last year to minimize games and travel there but i don't know i think i think the league like is something they're so married to and obviously there's a big big sponsor involved there you know with alliance like it's kind of do you just say like tough luck or what what way do you do that there too so i can see why they're maybe pushing because they want that to happen but at the same time they probably love people at games
0: I think, I mean, I think if you look back at last year, realistically, you know, you would have to commend the GA in terms of how they were able to, to run off, you know, as much of the schedule and get as many championships yeah. and, and, and county and club and everything fitted in, you know, yeah. to, to such a small period of time. You know, you would like to think and we would all hope, I suppose, that, you know, they will have more time than what they had last year to fit it all in. Um, you know, <laughs> Listen, I suppose at this stage it's, it's flexible. Nobody really knows what's going to happen. Um, at the minute, especially up here, you know, we we in in the north, you know, we have no real dates at the minute. The the you know the work off in terms of when when things are going to be able to um come back in the the focus. I suppose. Um, so I mean, uh, at this stage, really, it's always anyone's guess. Um, I think going forward, just for the for the, I am not sure. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure of how this works in in terms of um. Does that mean that in uh, that the club clubs don't play any games until August essentially? Or is there a kind of a crossover period over that point where you have say starred games or anything like
1: that? I think I think it would be league. so you would be playing league games, you know, like you would be there would be league games on that you would play but just without your inter intercounty players, you know. Um well, that, I mean, that,
0: that that presents you know, its own problems in itself. Like, I mean, you know, like we have seen plenty of examples, you know, of of, of clubs and you know, in, in every county that you know that are filled with with, with county lads, and, and and even if it's league matches, like you know, they're gonna they're gonna um you know they're not gonna be particularly happy about having to play a huge amount of league matches without without their county players. So you know there, there's there's bits and pieces to be worked out there, but I think I'd agree, obviously, with what Conor says there, and it's it's a probably a bit of a an overdue change to, to the way things work and in, in, in general I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how it, how it pans out because no, no doubt there will be some sort of a, a, mm. a, a, a negative impact from it somewhere that maybe somebody hasn't thought of but um, I think at this stage it, it probably it, it sounds like it makes a lot of sense.
1: I I'd assume though that so I don't know that's and this is the thing obviously different counties work in different ways so you know, like, they obviously had the motion come in where you had 16 teams, you know, in a senior championship and all that there. Why should there not be kind of, and I know not every not every county does it this way, but where the league kind of mirrors the championship that the team's in, you know, so you've, but then I know there's obviously leagues out there, counties out there that have more than three divisions, say, you know, so you've senior, intermediate, and junior. Um and promotion and relegations are decided based on where you finish in the championship, you know, where you play a relegation playoff and all that there, too. And that kind of maybe reflects your league. So, Connor, kind of your point where you're saying, you know, a, a club that maybe has about five county players, you know, are playing against clubs that only have one, you know, and that's deciding kind of who's get relegated, who gets promoted and all that kind of thing. You know, it's yeah. kind of that kind of impact, which I see where you're coming from. But I don't know if it's something that needs to be thought of that actually the, the promotion and relegation decisions need to be made. Um via the championship when everybody has all their players available. But then you're kind of you're you know, like I don't know how many divisions are in throne, for example, Connor. Like there's probably more than three, I imagine? Or do they mirror them at the county or the club championships?
0: No, well there's there's three main divisions. Is your you have your senior, intermediate and junior in terms of football anyway. Um but then you have the reserve league. So up, Tyrone, up each of those. doing it right
1: then you're saying, yeah.
0: <laughs> as yeah. as they usually do. Yeah. Um but, yeah, I mean, like as I said, there's going to be things like that got come up, which, you know, I think a lot of people agree with the, with the idea in principle, and, and I certainly do myself. But, like, you know, I do think there's probably still plenty of people that are being a bit idealistic about it and thinking that, you know, once we have a split season, that'll be everything, you know, fine and dandy. You know, there's plenty of challenges, I think, I think down the road. And I think I remember even... Um, I think I think it's still in place now in, in, in Monaghan. I think they have a system where, um, you know, the, the starred games that are played without county players are worth less in terms of points. So I think you maybe get, um, you know, you maybe get two points for a win without county players and three points for a win with them or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, listen, I'm sure there'll be there'll be thoughts around that you'd be hoping to be planning for for situations like that and yeah i mean you know i was thinking i can't remember who the the club was in particular in Monaghan. um but you know there may be four or five um you know top county players and you know that that's a the situation there they're not you know they'd have something to say about it i suppose so um yeah, it'll be interesting. I think we're going to have plenty of time to think about it and 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 debate it. I suppose. Um, as I, as I say, I think this season will have to be a bit of a, a another unique one in terms of um the pandemic. But um, yeah, I think this year, I I think similar to last year, I'll, I'll take what we can get personally as as a club <laughs> player and and county
2: football fan, obviously. But it's interesting you say that though. Like, when you're saying about we we'll take what we can get we always know like you talk to club players and you ask them what's your biggest bugbear with the ga and the number one thing i'll assume i'm assuming in large part but i'm, I'm fairly sure i'm I'll be on the money the number one thing they'd say is the calendar calendar is broken for them they don't know when to plan they don't know what, when to do what and the ga schedule has always been historically quite bulky Even today, I heard one national uh, journalist talking, maybe tongue in cheek, about with all this free time and free space we have, maybe they should talk. The GA should bring back the Railway Cup, which I thought was. Hold on a second here. (laughs) If with all this free time and all this free space we have now, and does what is the what is the parts of the season that are integral? Like if if. Larry McCarthy turns around on Monday and next Monday and says you know what we've been in the league we're going to have the championship and the club players will have the championship as well but there will be no league are we looking at it and going Jesus actually that's big crap but are we going you know what the championship is all I want I think I think from
0: uh, listening to his address and, and any any kind of you know uh, announcements and speeches I've heard from any you know major officials at this stage is that the tone that they're going for or what they seem to be uh, going after is some sort of link between the league and the championship. So it, it doesn't seem to be that, that that's something that they would consider. I mean, I think, you know, a lot of people would probably, you know, recognize that the preseason competitions are, I think their days are probably numbered, um, uh, you know, um, but I, th- I, th- I think the league, you know, forms a really valuable um, part of the season, the, you know, the inter-county league like And um, yeah, I, I I think, you know, probably some link between that and the championship and, and, and how that plays out is, is, is how they're going to do it. Again, what, what the best way of doing that is, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but that's probably what we're likely to see at some stage.
1: But in the football, that's the plan, right? Isn't it with the Tilton Cup, that's the plan, is that, you know, a link. And obviously for those Division 2 II and 3 teams, it's pretty vital because Division 2 team could have a... Actually, look at, say, you know, the year just gone there where you had Cavan, who were probably in a good position, It could have been promoted to division one, end up going down to division three, winning Ulster now in a Talton Cup year. They'd have they've they'd have finished the league going into the Talton Cup, but then actually they would have stayed in the Sam Maguire because they ended up getting to their provincial final, isn't that right? So that's how that yeah. would work. So yeah. they obviously went one better and won it. So you know you do have that kind of carrot um for them there. So I think that in terms of the football is the plan. But you're looking at I think even that I like. I'm just big. Like for me, like, is, there's just a, It's very uneven, you know. For for you know, you look at Tip getting to the money monster, for example. You know them to get to the monster final versus. Lose to get the Leinster final, like you know, at least in, at least in some of the other provinces, you know, you you have more than one route to the final, whereas you know in Leinster the one spot's already taken <laughs> the start of the year, you know, um, but yeah, like I think as far as I know anyway with the football, it's going to be linked in that way, which you know makes the league more interesting. Like there's no doubt about it. She looked at was it David Clifford left in the league? Like he didn't, he didn't look too excited winning Division One, you know. And like, why would they? If they're Kerry, you know, why would they? So at least you know with Division Three team, you know, winning Division Three and getting to be confirmed in the Sam Maguire is all, you know, is is a big deal. But again, it's the same as anything. It's a little bit like they talk about in the Premier League, like teams trying to get fourth so they play in the Champions League, and then you know, <laughs>
2: like in, in a way, in a way, is not a little bit like tier Premier League analogy. And this is no disrespect to any counties, but I sometimes feel with the National League that some counties, like, winning promotion from Division of 4 or Division 3 to get into Sam Maguire. that it's a little bit like, you know, all the shots coming forth and going into the Champions League. You know, it's very heroic, but ultimately they're going into a competition that they're going to get battered in anyway.
1: But sure, they're already in it anyway, yeah. you know? And I guess suppose it's like...
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I get you. But I, yeah. I just think there's, the, way, with the way the season is, and again, it's not disrespect to them, but with the league, the way it is, is there's a certain amount of imbalance there. And I think the, there's a very fine line between, you look looking at Calvin, for instance, like you said, going down to Division 3 and winning the Ulster Championship. If a team like I don't I can't remember even who came, who went up from the division three was a Cork wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Cork went up and were beaten in the Munster final by Tipperary. Tipperary who stayed in the division... Like I think the league is it's too chaotic in a good way. It's too chaotic. I think to align it with the championship to get a fair championship. I think. I don't know. I mean, you know. Uh...
0: I would like to think if you know if you go out and win Division Three or get promoted from Division Three, you know you've played seven games to, to earn your your spots and you know with, with the big lads and in in, in, the, in the senior championship as such. So you know you know unfortunately you're going to have you know teams that are going to lose out as a result of that and teams that just don't make it. But you know it's not as if you've you've lost one game you know and, and one. You know, one unlucky bounce of a ball. You've had seven games to go out and show that you're you're capable of playing at that level. And if you don't do it, you know, tough luck is, is the way I would say it. And you know, you, you look at how Cork and Gavin performed this year. And you know, regardless of whether it's Cork or Gavin or it's Antrim or it's Waxford or whoever it is, you know, are, you know they will feel as if if they've got promoted from that division that they've earned that spot. And and you know, fair play to them if you know if, if that's if that's what they've done. You know. I mean, I think Cork and Cavan both showed in the championship this year that they're not a million miles away from, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm totally excluding Dublin here from, from from the conversation, by the way. But you know, <laughs> uh, Kerry and 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 Donegal, who were probably, you know, to the top four at least, really, you know, before the season started, and they were they were put on their arses by by two teams coming up from Division Three. So I think you know, I think the league should. Give a bit of a decent indication of where teams are at, and you know, I think Cork and Calvin proved last year that that they're good enough to, to make the you know to make that grade, and um I think it would be wrong that they didn't deny you know teams that, that opportunity, you know.
2: Yeah, I know, I and I think there is a fair like I completely see where you're coming from on it, but I just sometimes I look at the Herland championship and the way they have it designed. Um, and I see what the Christie Ring Cup um, and the, the other name of the cup escapes me. But essentially, Joe McDonough, the Joe McDonough, Joe McDonough, cup. Joe McDonough yeah. yes, that's the one. And it's and it's designed in such a way where even this year with the All-Ireland Finals that were put on, there was a lot of prestige, I think, starting to come up around them. I, I don't know about you guys, maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think there's certain amount of prestige coming up there. And I know teams that are getting into the All-Ireland Championship are starting to, like counties like Leash, are starting to make their presence known within the All-Ireland. So I just think, like, I I, I get what you're saying, that, you know, a team coming from Division 4, Division 3, deserves their spot at the top table. I completely understand. I, I agree with that. But I think it needs to be proven a little bit later on in the year because, you know, winter football plays a part. Like, pitches are a little bit heavier, a little bit, like, you know, a team going from playing in some, you know, a rural field down in Waterford compared to coming up against Tyrone up in Clonus or Dublin in Crow Park or Kerry in Turles or I like, it's, it's a different. Whereas if they had time to develop a, a little bit properly and given time to properly develop, that will take about a year or two or three Like with the likes of Kerry Oven and Herndon, Antrim Oven and Herland and so on and so forth, that it gives them a little bit more time to to compete and in a a sustainable way.
1: Mm. Yeah, but I suppose it comes down to the kind of layout of what way, like, it's the same as anything. You know, somebody has to go up, someone has to go down and someone has to get beat, you know, and someone has to win. Like, you know, there's hammerings and plenty of other sports when it comes to it, but... Yeah, I don't like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, like, how you can kind of frame it in that sense. like I I guess, I guess we shouldn't be t- probably trying to draw up new championship structures considering they've only barely decided this one. <laughs> but, uh, and I know everybody loves talking about them, like, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think in terms of how this, look, it has to be a wait and see with this and see how it goes. You know, well, either we even get to do it this year, so we'll wait and see how it goes next year. Um, because Very I doubt true. they're going to have i doubt they're going to have be able to play a full league this year if even you know or if not yeah. even one at all
0: but yeah. I think it's interesting Pierce you know you brought up the the way the hurling structures are at the moment and I think I think they have done done a really really good job of you know raising the profile of those kind of you know what, whatever you, if you want to call them lower grade competitions or whatever you know I think they've you know even having the all-stars um, you know for them and, and I'm sure all the fellas that one all-stars didn't, don't think any less of them if they're a you know a Joe McDonough as opposed to a, yeah. a Liam McCarthy so um, you know I do think football's probably because I think in Hurling the, the gap is probably a little bit more pronounced probably you know maybe just to do with the skill levels involved and stuff but um, I think I think the GA has work to do um, in order to To do the same thing on, on, you know, I I still think there's a lot, a lot of the weaker counties on 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 the football side of things that, you know, that don't want to see themselves as as playing in a second tier competition. Um, and until that mindset has changed. You know, by, by either by the players, the teams themselves, or the GA can you know can sell it more as a um, you know by you know by raising the profile and, and and having the all stars and and playing the games on certain days and on certain times and televising them and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's plenty to be worked out there, but um, I think they've got a, a decent blueprint in, in terms of the hurdle already, you know
1: yeah i think i think they they have like you know in, in terms of the hurling like that's not all been playing sailing either you know like there's been plenty of issues there and i see there's in ter- and now there's been issues in the sense of you know you always hear about the things that people worry about you know if they bring in a second tier in the football championship it's always about the you know the coverage like that's always what they get thrown at them like and i have to say if you're looking at the joe mcdonough for example just for me to bring it back to Antrim here um <laughs> if you're looking at the joe mcdonough which Antrim won this year and like you know were the best team in all their games and you know like like you're looking at RTE's coverage for example they didn't even play Conor McCann's speech you know he was about to speak and they cut to a break like you know like stuff like that there like that's something and I can tell you right now that went crazy uproar in terms of Antrim people about that there like it was like, <laughs> it, it was like and you can understand too like, like Conor is um you know captain of Antrim he's He's been playing a good few years now. He was part of that under-21 team that beat uh, Wexford that got to the All-Ireland Final. And like he's from Craig and Club, which is not a traditional... North Antrim Hurling Club, they're based in South West Antrim, where it's Craigan and Cargan and all those football teams mostly play. So, you know, it's a big deal that he's captain and team to win in Croke Park there. Um, But even if you look at throughout the competition, you know, you're getting a Talton Cup, you're talking about coverage. Is it, are they going to show the TV they find on TV? You know, is that the level of the coverage or is it going to be something they mirror throughout? Because none of the Joe McDonough t- matches were on TV. You know, I watched the Android games through, you know, the different streaming services that were offered and throughout. And, look, like, maybe people say that the games, you know, maybe they don't deserve the coverage, you know? And, like, that's the way some people look at it, you know? Look, I think in the games I've watched... I don't
2: mean this in the disrespect to these counties or whatever, but but mm-hmm. does it have to be on RT? Like, you said well, they no, was well, like, services. Yeah,
1: like, yeah, yeah. So, like, absolutely. And this is the thing as well. I think... I think um, if you're looking at, you know, Sky coming in, giving coverage, you know, you're looking at going to have a lot of games. (laughs) You look at the way they kind of just bring it back to the Premier League. um, And I know there's a lot more money in the Premier League too. But, you know, for a while there where they had every game on TV. Now, I'm not saying you're going to have every GAA game on TV. Obviously, you're not going to do that. But why not, you know, the GAA probably looking for rights, you know, media or broadcast rights again, you know, like why not expand that out? You've got plenty of other broadcasters yeah. out there, you know, so to cover the games and it's understandable. Like RT's not going to cover all the games and a second tier t- I think a second tier top competition I was looking up just and I do remember seeing some um you know people who would be probably involved in in those competitions. Um, you know, their kind of thoughts on it. And you've people from Fermanagh, I think it was Owen there. Red, you know, who's you know, dead against it. Um even the Antrim chairman I was reading there, um, Kiro as well. Like, you know, they don't want to be part of it. And like, look, Antrim's a division four team, for example, you know, at the minute and they're pushing to get into division three and I don't know. I think I don't know, we're probably all bored of talking about these kind of <laughs> structural <and> stuff <laughs> at this stage. But no, no, I think I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, it's something I to be wary of. I think the hurling the hurling tiers make sense, obviously, like you mentioned, Connor, for the, the skill gaps that would exist there. Um, but I wouldn't say that it's something and yeah, there were Joe McDonough all-stars this year, but I'm fairly certain a couple of years ago they just didn't bother doing them. If I remember right, one of the years they just didn't have them. You know, I think it might have been the year that Maybe Leish won it or something like that. There, so like um, I could be wrong with that, but I know definitely one of the years they didn't have it. So you know, it's that consistency. Yes, through 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 that ada every year, and looks celebrate it like you know. And also just one more thing. Sorry, I realize i I'm talking for ages here, but the Joe McDonough <laughs> final, the Joe McDonough final was played on All Ireland hurling final day. But actually, that's 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 not a normal thing. It's usually played much earlier, and the winners get a chance to play. In the pre prelimin- preliminary preliminary quarter final, so I remember Cork played Westmeath one year and they beat them, they beat a link, scored 140 against them or something like that. Um, you know, and I say Leash beat Dublin, so Leash won the Joe McDonough and beat Dublin to get yeah. through the quarter final, so that's the only time it's ever happened. So, normally, the prize for winning or actually just getting to the final, the Joe McDonough is to get to play and an opportunity to qualify for the quarterfinal this year because of all the scheduling they moved it to be on all iron her and final day and look i'd say that say the Andron players enjoyed it i mean looking at look on their instagram stories they enjoyed it like so <laughs> um i'm sure getting the play then you know they weren't too bothered in that so
2: yeah no I, I i absolutely i think um it's something that i think will be discussed again and again and again over the next year and as we start charting the new course for the ga because i think that's the one thing that everybody has taken from this and what the what the pandemic has probably forced ga people into thinking about is the new way of doing things because you know we've like you like you mentioned earlier there was a there was a point in time where the all in final had to be played in september the sky yeah. would fall in if it didn't happen and now we're talking about fly so it's definitely the conversation is definitely moving on. Just to pick up on a couple of more points from Congress in terms of the rules that were ratified. Um, one of the new penalties uh, created for aggressive and cynical fouls. Um, they ratified new penalties for aggressive and cynical fouls in hurling and hurling on football on trial basis for a year. 61% of delegates voted in favor of the three deterrents that were included in motion 20 in hurling. If a player with a goal-scoring opportunity inside the 20-meter line is pulled down, tripped, or struck with a hurley in a careless manner, uh, manner then a penalty should be awarded, on the, and the offender will be yellow-carded. In football, if a cynical fellow has committed an attacking player inside the 20-meter, then a penalty will be awarded to the team affected. So it's effectively, from what I'm reading there, it's effectively replacing what the black card is supposed to do. You know, essentially yeah. i mean i think you know
0: from, from what i've seen anyway it seems to be pretty much the same in, in terms of football with the addition of a, a penalty for for inside a certain area um I, I, i'm not i mean i think it's been a bit more controversial obviously it's a bigger change in in, in terms of the hurling um and that they've hadn't they had a black card before they haven't had this 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 rule in place before so um I know there was quite a quite a bit of opposition against it from from a lot of kind of prominent hurling figures. I'm not necessarily a, I'm not a big hurling expert myself, so I won't necessarily comment on that too much. But I think in terms of football, I think I, I think it makes sense. I mean, um, obviously, you know the 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 upgrade of the of the the punishment to, to a penalty. I mean, does it bring challenges, um, particularly from a referee's point of view, in terms of what is a goal scoring opportunity? Um, course it does. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. you know, re- re- referees have a difficult enough time trying to judge these things and whether things are inside or not. Um, but I think in principle, I think it makes a lot of sense in that, you know, uh, every, listen, everyone talks about the the typical um, example of Sean Kavanagh against you know Conor McManus, um, you know, is is a 13-meter free um, and Sean Kavanagh sent to the line for 10 minutes at the end of the game punishment enough for, for what he did. And for you know, in, in terms of how that affected the end result of the game, probably wasn't. Um, I would say, and you know, we all want to see attack and play. We all want to see more goals, more points. You know, particularly goals, obviously. So, um, yeah, I think I think that's one less, to, you know, one less reason for for someone to to drag someone down as they're going through on goal. Um, and yeah, as it's, uh, it's it's going to be difficult to to implement uh, from referees' point of view, but um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure they can work it out.
1: I, I think it's going to be a nightmare for them to police. Like I think it's going to be so, like the consistency, you know, is going to be very difficult, and you can see players getting frustrated. Because actually, like Connor, being honest, like you know, you've played games, I'm sure, where you've seen black cards. And you've seen yellow cards for black cards offences and yeah. you know, like even that was difficult. So now the fact that it's gonna be punished in this way is gonna annoy people more whenever you get to your um, like Division Three referee, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like, which I play Division Three too, so that's not a, <laughs> like, a of digs, you know. So it's like you, you know, you have like I played in games before where they just dish out yellow cards because they can't be bothered with the black cards. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? So I think it will be difficult. It's, it is good to see in the football looking at a way of doing this. I think in hurling, like I don't. I can see, and you can see that new counties that have voted. You know, were coming out against it, and Kilkenny and that coming out against it. I think Cork and Offaly are were for it. Uh, like, um, I don't know. I think it's going to be very difficult. Police. They're trying it for a. They're trying it for a year, right? Isn't that right? Yeah. Yeah. Or is it? Yeah. Like in for a year and then review. But like you're going to probably end up with a case that these new rules are going to be used for the first time in the championship because there'll be no yeah.
0: Uh, could cause um, a, a bit of disruption, really. Um, you know, the league's obviously good for for kind of trialing these things and without making them as as potentially as crucial as what they might be. Um, so yeah, I think I think a lot of the the dissenting voices, I suppose, at Congress, from what I read, were fellas that were saying, "Can we push this back to a special Congress that I think they're having later this year?" Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I think just on your point, I I I, I mean. I, I, I agree that right now it's you know the black the issue of the black card is is difficult to police in that you know what is cynical versus what is you know what what is just uh, you know an accidental foul, let, let, let's call it at least on football terms anyway. Um, I, I think it's I think it's less problematic to decide whether um you know a foul um prevents a goal scoring opportunity. I mean I think I think most people um and obviously they'll have to come up with specific guidelines, you know, around this and, and when is it and when is it not. But I think, you know, I think it's clear when, you know, they do it obviously in in, in in soccer with, you know, if you're the last man or, or, or you know, whatever, you, you get sent off or whatever. So I, I think most referees should be able to tell when when is a clear gold scoring opportunity and, and and when's not. Um, you would like to think so anyway. Um, and, like, listen, I listen, I've been in the situation, you know, Regardless of what level it is, you know, uh, playing as a forward, you're through on goal, you know, a a fella just takes the the lazy way out and and, and drags you down, you know, when you're through and and say what, 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 (laughs) and uh, particularly at club level, as you say, you know, referees really do not use the black card as much as, you know, uh, they, they know that there's frustration around the implementation of it. They know people are going to get on their backs if, if they hand one out. So from what I've seen, you know, I, I've only, I have, I don't know if I haven't seen it, saw a black card last year and in, in the whole year that I was playing, you know, they're, they're really reluctant to use it. Um, So I think, you know, in, in this situation, I think it's a good addition. As I say, I, I, I haven't seen enough hurling over the last year to, um, to, you know, I have heard some people saying that, uh, you know, there has been a, a significant increase in the amount of cynical filing going on. Uh, again, I haven't seen enough of it to, to make a too much of a comment on it. But um yeah, um uh, I, I think it's
1: a good addition to the football, certainly anyway. There's no nothing nothing no, wrong with her. <laughs> that's
2: it,
1: that's um but just on the the thing you mentioned there, um I think like they will they will probably do out there. Do you remember they did it for the black card originally when they had their different graphics to demonstrate what yes. what it was and what it wasn't? So they'll probably have to do something like that for this. But like like a goal scoring opportunity is not just like it's it's kind of different in like you were mentioning about you know in soccer where it's last man and it's very clear someone's through and goal. But like in GA, like say Gaelic football. A goal scoring opportunity could be me running down the inside of the left, and someone's chasing me, and I have a free. There's a free man inside for me to pass just across goal and for to palm in, right? But if, but I'm not the goal scorer threat. The person inside that I, if I get away from he, the you know he is. So like, is, is things like that going to be judged like a like you know is that yeah. going to be a goal score or is it going to be if I score a it's goal scoring opportunity for me to score it? Because you think of the amount of goals that are scored where it's somebody running through, doing all the hard work and hand-passing it across, and the guy palms it in. You know, so if they pull me down there, and actually I'm running in at a tight angle, so it's not an obvious goal-scoring opportunity for me, but it is an obvious goal-scoring opportunity for my team because there's a fella free at the back post. I yeah. don't know if I'm explaining that well, but do you yeah, know hundred no, percent. are going like, ju- to judge that as a goal-scoring opportunity, therefore do we get a penalty for that if it's outside, you know... I don't know. It's just something to throw out there. Like, we're not going to have the answers no, here.
0: Like, no, listen, like, that's, you know, that's a great example, like, in fairness, because, you know, it is. You know, how do you judge that? You know, it is. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I just in my maybe my idealistic mind, there's a way of, of you know, a committee sitting around and deciding. You know, for me, if 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 you're talking about that very specific situation there, if I'm coming in, running along the end line, uh, you know, there's no one else apart from a fellow behind me and the goalkeeper, and then there's a teammate, you know, in the square, or whatever. Yeah for me that's that's you know in 99 of situations that's a near, near a certain goal you know yeah. <laughs> it depends who's coming in if it was me i maybe wouldn't pass it but um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> also also there would never be a case where the other team doesn't have that many people back so <laughs>
0: yeah yeah no listen there's going to be there's going to be Aye. you know uh, difficulties there with that no doubt but you know i i think uh, yeah i i do think it makes it makes a lot of sense and and I think all it takes is a bit of thought around, you know, earmarking certain situations like that and, and making sure referees aware of, you know, there is, I think there's a limited amount of ways that, you know, a, a play or, a or an attack can, can, you know, there's only a certain amount of space and there's only a certain amount of, you know, things that can happen, you know, on in, yeah. in an attack. So, you know, you know, it just takes a bit of thought, I think, and a bit of planning around, okay, right, if it's this, if it's this, if it's this, and not if it's this. Um,
1: yeah, it's not
2: easy.
1: No, don't don't get me clear wrong. Clear novice, I think, yeah, yeah. <laughs> clear novice. That works well, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> in the, the world yeah. of GA. Yeah. Um,
2: I think that's a great point to leave it there for this week. As always, thank you for joining us. You can catch us on Twitter at the GA Show and on Instagram, just search for the GA Show. And of course, thank you to Connor Coyle and Connor Donnelly for joining me as always. Thanks, lads. Cheers. I'm Pierce. Thanks. Cheers, Pierce. Till next time. Goodbye.